I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hi there, everyone. I'm Fox News' Rup Raj. On the January 4th edition of Let It Rip, we talked to embattled GOP chair Christina Caramo. She wants to hold on to her seat, but this Saturday, that may change if... Some of her chair members oust her. We'll take a look at this controversy. It gets heated. Plus, Chief James White talking about the crime rate at a 57-year low. One pastor says we need to continue to work to do more. We're going to take a look at that. And with that, let's let it rip. Tonight on Let It Rip, 2023, a huge milestone for the Motor City. The lowest number of homicides since the 1960s. It's something police and activists say is a team effort. And tonight, Detroit's top cop, as well as a well-known activist, talk about how even more lives can be saved in 2024. But first, ahead of a huge election cycle for our state and country, there's mutiny in the Michigan GOP. My country needs me, and this is a duty I will never give up on because I love my country. But apparently a group of Michigan Republicans don't love Christina Caramo, and they could vote this weekend to overthrow her. The chairwoman herself is with us tonight, as is former Republican State Majority Leader Rocky Richkowski debating which direction the party should go at this major crossroads. It all starts right now. And so it's time now to let it rip with Michigan Republican Party Chairwoman Christina Caramo and former Republican State Majority Leader Rocky Richkowski. Fox 2 anchor and attorney Charlie Langton with us as always. We'll begin with Christina and we'll thank you for joining us today. I think in the news you're one of the most high profile people at least this week if not this month. Oh, here's the deal. You were charged with a responsibility here of moving the party forward last February and cleaning up the financial mess. Right now we're looking at a $500,000 hole of the debt. And is it safe to say that the party has not moved forward under your leadership? Oh, it is moving forward. For one, $500,000 of debt that I inherited it. And we're cleaning it up and we're facing blowback for that. You know, the thing about it is, as we looked over the last three cycles, the Michigan Republican Party and the Republican Party as a whole has lost influence. It's lost credibility. And to restore that and course correct, you're going to have some bumps in the road, but we're very pleased with the direction that we're going in. One of the things is we're bringing new people into the party. And one of the things is we're refortifying and focusing on restoring the middle class. We're focused on informing the everyday citizen how our government works. One of the challenges is most people are just told to go vote. And that's it. We want citizens to be informed and engaged of how our government works, how to hold our elected officials accountable, and how to have better political representation. But part of the job that you have as party chair is to unite people. And right now you're talking about a number of people, and you need 75% of the state commission to basically say, hey, we want to remove Christina Caramo. Right now you have a lot of people, 8 out of 13 of the congressional district commission chairs, including the co-chair, saying, let's let's." kick Karamo to the curb, and then you have Don Beatty, uh, who said, who supported you initially, and said that uh, this is a tyrannical, incompetent dumpster fire, talking about your administration. Mm-hmm. That doesn't sound like you're bringing the party together or moving it forward. Well, you know, first of all, when you turn to the co-chair and the eight, dis- eight of the 13 district chairs, the fact that they had to rely on a deceptive letter says a lot about their character, and maybe those individuals reflect why the Republican Party has failed so miserably in the past. So, of course, people who want to cling on to the failed status quo are going to be very upset when you try to change in a new 
direction for quoting a disgruntled former employee is a really incredible claim. The reality is, why has the Republican Party as a whole lost influence? Why is it that young people tend to be Democrat? That is a question that many people need to answer, and I'm determined to Rocky, fix. Rocky, Rocky, uh, she's determined to answer yeah. that question yeah. and say, look, this is just a bump in the road. Is this more than that? Why are shamrocks green? There's a lot of questions. But, you know, today is like Festivus. We're going to air our grievances, and let's do it respectfully. But I'm going to say, Christina, I, I appreciate the rhetoric and the verbosity of the way you put it out. But there are a lot of problems within our party right now. For example, I spoke with Warren Carpenter and, and Mark Fortin, who's the chair of the Macomb County Republican before I came here tonight. And one of their biggest problems, and my biggest problem as a Republican in the state of Michigan, mm -hmm. is why are you suing the, the, a trust for a building that you do not own? That building was set up for the state Republican Party to use. You shouldn't be suing and then using the state committee without them voting to authorize that lawsuit. Ms. Karama, well, you use their that in order to get let, money back, in order to make whole let, let, this party? The fact that you would cite Warren Carpenter is highly questionable. He is a disgruntled and discredited individual. He's the, he is the everyone Michael Pompei. Everyone is. Hey, he let me finish. I didn't cut you. you. He, no, hold on. Let me finish. But he, everyone is he disgruntled. Don't know. He is the Michael Cohen of Michigan. This man ran around. Whoa. Let me finish. This man ran around telling our volunteers before the Mackinac Leadership Conference that they would go to jail if they volunteer with the party. He ran around telling people we were committing fraud and the conference was going to fail. Even though and Finley put out a report claiming that conference is going to fail and it succeeded. You guys have been doubting this administration. It's, we keep persevering. Now, not. to your question regarding the trust, we are simply seeking declaratory relief from a judge. The former administration, they lied to us. The former chair told us the party was debt free in December 2022. It was. That, no, it was. Well, then why did America show us a line of credit of $440,000? No, look that we closely, got from the former administration. Okay, you're going to credit card debt. Yes, but let me finish. Was there money left, Charlie? I'm going to answer that question directly well, about the trust. Quick. Go ahead. Yes. The reality is we are seeking declaratory relief from a judge. We are not seeking any kind of punitive damages. So we're not seeking money <laughs> from anybody. It's not punitive damages. We're asking for declaratory relief, which was in my right to do as chair. Why? Because I have a fiduciary duty to the party. If I have to clean something up and it ruffles a few feathers, so be it. I'm going to do my job as chair. It's not your building, though, right? No, wait a minute. It's not your building, though, Hold on. There, that's, it's a dispute. And again, I'm not the judge. I'm not sure. a lawyer. So the thing about it, some of those questions are for our attorney. Who owns however, the building? However, but, but that's an inside Chime baseball in. kind Go of thing. Ahead. I mean, there's a lot of inside baseball going on. I don't know if Rocky wants you in or out. Maybe we'll ask him that in a minute here. But you were fined today yeah. by a Hillsdale County judge basically saying you're in contempt of court because you didn't reinstate the chair of the Hillsdale County Republican that the judge said is the proper chair. Well, here's, Why did you do that? Well, here's the thing. That was the former administration at the but state. You lost the case. No, no, I did not. I didn't even file the case. I was drugged into a case I had absolutely nothing to do with. The reality is there was a dispute in Hillsdale County and that the former administration settled the dispute. We were simply waiting out to see how the court would rule. We were, no, I'm going to finish. We were never sent. The court an ruled official, in April. No, no, we were never sent an official responsibility, anything from the court to do anything. The reality is we went back to court and we discussed it with the court how to settle this matter regarding Hillsdale County, which the former administration dealt with. Your attorney's with. giving you a lot of bad advice. No. Mr. Harlan, it's, it's, it's a clown Charlie, show. I think Charlie, Charlie, hit, it, I think no. Charlie hit the nail on the head when he said there's a lot of inside baseball. The people watching yeah. on the other side of that yeah. camera are Republicans True. or Democrats who aren't in the weeds with this, mm -hmm. but they do wonder whether or not this party can be moved forward. There are people who feel disenfranchised who are not young people, but people who been part of the party for many years who didn't like the fact that you claim that Trump won this election. Do you still believe that Donald Trump won the 2020 election? I sat there and watched 
as election corruption occurred and the media covered up and labeled us all crazy as, as to, to what we saw. The reality is this, the people who whine and complain the most about what well, she's holding this party back, what have they done the years they had the party besides lose? One majority do, in the House, do you believe the, the Senate last, and the governor? The last three cycles, what have we done besides getting kicked in the teeth? And I'm going to move this party in a new direction because but Christina, of my kids hold on, I got to say one thing. The state yes. senators in the state of Michigan came together and after a 55-page report determined there was no systemic fraud in the state of Michigan. These are Republicans, mind you. Donald you Trump, hold on. No, Donald Trump's <laughs> own attorney general said there was no fraud and that Joe Biden was a president. Tudor Dixon, who ran for governor, who's an uber Republican, said that Joe Biden is the president. Do you need, believe that, Joe? Believe, can you answer that question? I, I will tell you, I, Joe Biden, and let me tell you why I believe he's illegitimate. Why is it that in that report, Mick Broom had to ask the attorney general to consider criminally investigating people who said there was fraud in the election? So now it's a violation of my First Amendment rights that I should go to jail if I but, question an election no, outcome? But this yes, we're, getting, we're getting really weedsy here. But here, oh, Christina, yeah. here, let me just ask mm -hmm. you something. Isn't the job of a good leader to unite people. Yes. On Saturday, most, a majority of the leadership is probably going to vote you out. That's false. But how do you, no, but there's a, they're going to take a vote. Well, no, but just even, Christina, even just having the meeting, what does that say about the leadership? But you claim the meeting is illegal, no, right? no, the thing about it is anybody can gather, but these individuals cannot legally conduct business at the Michigan Republican It doesn't Party. matter. It does okay. matter. Okay. So you're right. Violating can. the law? The, the, how? Yes, they can. how can they? Because in the bylaws, if, no, in the bylaws, if they request the meeting, and they request a special meeting, they can request the agenda. No, 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 no. Hold on, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. We don't want to gang up on Christina. This isn't just Christina's problem. But you are, because I respect you as a person. I like you as a person. I really do. But the leadership of this party stinks. And the people, and hold on one second. I'm talking now. You interrupted, you wouldn't let me interrupt you. I'm not going to let you interrupt. Go ahead. Do you want her off? I'm going to tell you right now. The leadership and the people, the incompetent people, in my humble opinion, that you put in positions and everybody that doesn't agree with you suddenly barred as the deep state or who talks like that is, is a bad person or a criminal or this. Well, let me tell you something. Not everybody, uh, most of those people were your supporters. Should your Christina supporter. resign? No, Should no. Christina resign, no, Rocky? Let, let, yes. No. And okay. let's move no, the party no, forward. No, no, let me say this. Christina's not going to resign. Open up the books. I'm not going to resign. Be transparent and work with us. Let's get Christina a chance. Let's talk about the production you did at the OCRP meeting when you wanted to complain when executive committee members want to see the books outside of the budget committee. And, so, and, no, let me finish. And they were allowed and, to come and, see no, the I'm books. Gonna, no, and no, they were allowed uh, to come yeah, see and, the books too, whenever they this. wanted First to. First of all, his claim is false to say that these people, it's, this something is clear. Our rules and our bylaws talk clearly about how to amend the bylaws and how to remove people. These individuals have not followed that, which is something Rocky is going to conveniently ignore because he wants to push the narrative. That's exactly no, what they're doing. No, so tell me, did they have the, the 54 votes to, to take a vote to remove me? I don't know what they, okay, the, so it's not 54 votes. Well, if you Thank read you. your bylaws, you. it's you the majority, it's 75%, no, no, no. it's 70, have they, have again, you're interrupting me, you asked me questions. Do you think the majority of the Republican Party supports you? Absolutely, let me tell you why, because they have not followed the process to remove anybody. I have not received any signatures to remove anybody. They have not followed any process to alter the bylaws. So how can you say that they can legally conduct business when they haven't followed the bylaws? How about we do this? Rocky, I need you to hold on for a second. Charlie, hold on. I Christina, resign, I'm going to yes. ask you the question. Mm -hmm. Right now, we have a meeting on Saturday. You're saying that meeting is essentially illegal because bylaws weren't followed. The next scheduled meeting is January 13th. Correct. If they decide on January 13th to vote you out, mm -hmm. will you accept that 
or will you not if, accept that? You know that? what? If I am lawfully removed, absolutely I will go away. But that's the problem. They have not followed the process. They haven't even submitted me signatures of people who want to vote me out. They have not even followed the bylaws process to amend the bylaws. Check this out. Why are these individuals trying to lower the threshold to remove people? Because they don't have the votes. It's, it's pathetic. The oh, yes, they are. Rocky, you're being dishonest. I'm sorry. Christina, Read the agenda. They, again, people can gather lawfully, but they have no legal authority to conduct business at the Michigan Christina, if they do it on January 13th, you would accept that well, result. If it's legal, if it's a legal you know who's loving this right now? The Democrats. Democrats. Absolutely. They're loving this. Absolutely. They love Rocky, this right Rocky now. Rocky is making how do you, a separate plan to resign. You know what? No, I would like to challenge him. I would like to challenge him. Your attorney him. has no, threatened people. Oh, no, you don't threaten people. You no, grow, no, a party no, should no, grow okay. he, no, he wants the status quo. I want to move it forward. There's the bifurcation. You want the status quo? We bring more The status quo. And what has it done the last three years? Last three years, we lost the governorship in 2018. We lost the presidency in 2020. And what did we get in 2022? I've seen firsthand the failures of the status quo. I am not interested in appeasing the grateful power of Republicans. We are moving the party forward. And guess what? This populist movement is going to grow. Under your rise. leadership, the hey. entire the entire scale in Michigan went Democrat. Under your leadership, Under my leadership that no, it's not. That well, was 2022. Local, I wasn't chair. But, 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 but for the local election. I wasn't chair. I'm talking about the state. And so when that, that happened. Before. No, that was before me. I was, was not the chair. It was before then. She's right. She can't, she can't do any worse. But do you believe that you have the influence that it takes to move this party forward, even Absolutely. through all that's going to happen in the next Absolutely. few days? Absolutely. Why? Because I was elected to course correct. I was not elected to protect the status quo. Good. I was elected to take the party in a different direction. It was the reason I was elected by 14 points. Because I was elected to pursue a very particular mission, and that is what I then am the doing. The best thing that could happen is unite the party, talk to people that you may disagree with, instead of kicking them off of committees when they disagree with you. No, Bring people not. together. That's you're what you're talking a about. Is. Me resigning? I'm like, don't kick people off, but you telling me to resign. Christina Carano, because you're not wanna, doing it. Wanna, oh yeah, I'm not resigning. So that's. I want to thank you for joining us today. It is uh, not a, a fun interview for you to do, but you oh, say you love the fight, and Absolutely. you said you're looking forward to the fight. <laughs> Something you'll continue to do. Moon Saturday. It's, it's, it's a sad situation. Thank you for joining us. Rocky, thank you. Thank Christina, you. thank you. Detroit's homicide rate, the lowest it's been in decades, and it's a trend police and activists want to keep going. We're talking with the city's top cop and Pastor Mo about how to save more lives. That's when Let It Rip rolls on. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here as in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Back now, let a rip talking about the significant drop in homicides Detroit saw in 2023. The city's top cop, James White, is here, as does community activist Pastor Mo Hardwick and Fox 2 anchor and attorney Charlie Langton back with us as well. After that last segment, we're glad the chief stayed with us. Uh, we appreciate you joining us today, Pastor Mo, as well. Thank you both. Uh, okay, let's talk about this. We have 252 homicides uh, in 2023. Uh, when you look at that number, I think Charlie said it best on the air the other day. He says, no one Celebrating when you're talking about that number, because that's a number of people that died. Uh, but in general, when you look at the, the stats, that's a huge decline, 57-year low. 
Chief. Yeah, it, it is, and, and certainly we're not celebrating. I mean, we've got a lot of work to do, 252 or 252 too many uh, dying in our city. Uh, but certainly when you look at the year prior uh, and the numbers that came in this year, uh, that tells us that our 12-point plan is working, our collaboration with other agencies is working, our state, federal, and local collaboration is working, and our officers, our officers are just doing an amazing job out there day in and day out. You know, this, this effort to do community policing has been going on for several years now. I know you've been with the department for many years, yep. even under the prior chief. Mm -hmm. uh, he was big on that. We saw during uh, the riots that happened across the country, Detroit remained relatively peaceful. Uh, this is not an overnight success story, is it? It, it isn't. I mean, it's, you know, community policing is, is part of, is interwoven into the fabric of our agency. I mean, it's not something that we, we, we do uh, without consideration and thought. We know we are nothing without our community. Our community supports us. Our community believes in us. Uh, our MPOs are, are the best. Our neighborhood police officers, they work amazing hours and get out there and do the things that we need done. But our community collaboration is, is what helps, too. You know, we've got Pastor Mo, we, we, we've got Teferi Brent, Aaliyah Harvey Quinn, uh, Daryl Woods. These folks are with us. They, they understand what's happening in the community. They understand what's needed. Uh, we work with them. Not a, they don't work against us. We don't work against them. Pastor Mo, what are we not seeing with those numbers in terms of that which remains uh, to be solved and fixed in the city of Detroit every day for the people watching on the other side of that camera? Well, what are we missing? What, what's, we see a lot of success in these numbers, but yeah. what, what, what do we still need to fix? Um, what happens after the numbers, uh, with the numbers that we do have, those families, the numbers that we do have in those, because we don't know why those numbers are always down. It could be that we had to uh, do a lot of arrests. And if there's a lot of arrests, we have to go now, go into those prisons and do some work there. There's work to be done all throughout this whole mission to make our city safer. Safety is a number one priority in our city. And I'll say this, uh, Rube, this thing, this thing, this thing, this thing not happen overnight. Uh, there's a new task force, and they're doing great work. But we've been 10 years. I know I've been 10 years boots on the ground sure. digging in this soil. And we have dealt with so many families uh, of the victim, of even the assailant, that he has a mother, a mother that's been uh, victimized by this. And we're talking about going into prayer visuals, funerals, jail cells, communities, wiping up blood, wiping up tears, uh, 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 trying to uh, bridge the gap between police and sometimes communities who don't necessarily trust each other. So there has to be a bridge there. So I thank God for all the activists who have been bridges sure. to make sure that we get these collaborative efforts successful. So the collaborative efforts have been happening. We see a reduction in non-fatal shootings down 16%, carjackings down 33%. But what we did see something that needs some fixing, and that's larcenies and assaults. Chief, what's the goal moving forward to take care of those? Because that, you know, the thing with these some of these shootings are people who know each other. Uh, larcenies and assaults, that could be anybody, right? And so what are we doing to take care of that? Yeah, we've, you know, we got a 12-point strategy. We talked about it last year, but I just want to go back to something that Pastor Mo said, and, and I most time agree with uh, Pastor Mo, but I, I do uh, want to add something to something he said. We know exactly what happened uh, in the police department with regards to our efforts. Uh, we know why the numbers are down. Uh, we, it, it, it was not by happen chance. It was through hard work, hard work of the men and women of the Detroit Police Department, but also our collaboration. I mean, the court system was broken because of COVID. 
right? I mean, when COVID came, you know, nothing was normalized. You had people who had committed crime and were not being held accountable for it. So when you've got now the 36th District Court uh, working uh, and reducing the backlog, uh, and I keep saying recorders court, boy, I am showing my age. But the circuit court, thank you, Charlie. Circuit court is working now. Uh, the chief judge has, has, has reduced that backlog considerably, and, and now you've got the process working. We've got a U.S. attorney that is, you know, born and, and raised in the city of Detroit, graduated from Cass Tech, who's the real deal. I mean, I have never worked closer with a U.S. attorney. 36 district court, U.S. attorney, prosecutor's office. We talked earlier before filming uh, uh, about prosecutor worthy and being at the table and solving our problems, our Wayne County executive. So we got a lot of things happening that have not happened before and the collaboration is working. When you do that, you're gonna be able to, to get numbers like you have right now, but more importantly, the quality of life issues, the drifting, the drag race and the larcenies, those things uh, we'll be able to focus I on. I wanna get Charlie in the mixture because he hits the pavement every day almost as much as a police officer without the danger while talking to people on the streets. But one thing I wanna talk I to you, Chief. No, that's a tough job. Want job. Uh, I want to talk about what the prosecutor told Fox 2's Jessica Dupnack just a few days ago. Um, she asked about, you know, the, uh, the the Jewish leader who was who was killed, uh, Miss Wool, and the investigation into that. She talked about the doctor that was killed uh, in the university district and the time it took to finally get this adjudicated, at least begin that process. Um, and she pointed out that it's a shame that we concentrate so much on just these two cases when, in fact, there are black people every day on the street to Detroit where investigations go on and on and on and we should be thinking about all victims not just the high-profile ones that are white and, and that's something that I wanted to ask you about this is a city that is seeing a change there's a lot of diversity there's a lot of different people everyone deserves equal care under the system absolutely they deserve equal care and what keeps me up at night is all 252 of the homicides and bringing some degree of closure to the families that don't have it uh, you know you're not gonna remove the pain but you can bring closure to the family when you make the arrest and we have to do this with, with, with the intention of, of prosecution. We're not gonna do it haphazardly. We're not gonna go out and, and, and just make an arrest because someone wants us to. We're gonna follow the process. We're gonna follow the evidence. We're gonna make the appropriate arrest. We, we're average about a 50% closure rate in the police department. So that means out of my 250, I've got over 100 families that have had no closure in, in, in the loss of their loved one. Not we, good enough, right? That's not good enough. And, and, and so certainly those two cases are high profile and they got a lot of attention, but it's, it's very important that all of our cases get equal attention. But you're within Absolutely. the national average of the closures, though, right? Detroit's not sectioned out, right? Well, you know, averages can work against you. Where average, averages can work with you. I mean, yes, we're above, slightly above the national average, but in reality, when you're talking to a, a family that's lost a loved one and they're on the other side of that average, it doesn't mean anything. But you're doing okay, though. I mean, you're doing okay. for, big, for a large city, that's pretty good. Numbers Charlie, you, but you, you've, you've covered the news under Godby, under Craig, now under White, and you look at all these different leaders and you hit the streets, but as an attorney, you talk about closure rates, talk about prosecution and really kind of that relationship that's so important it's so critical isn't it well, I was in the same law, uh, class law school classes as the chief judge and yeah they're doing a good job the COVID hit hard. It was, COVID was hard it was hard you know numbers can be made to do anything you know we talk about a homicide rate per capita is more population in 1966 but you know forget all that the trend is down that's the thing the trend is down and I do think closure rate is an issue but I tell you I hit the streets today and you'll see it in a little while um, people do feel safe they do feel that the police department is doing things. There's a perception out there. All these numbers are wonderful. They're great. Uh, 
but there is a perception in Detroit that uh, it is a better place to live than it was years ago. Pastor Mo, what needs to be done? What, what, and, what, and which areas are being left out, would you say, of this well, success rate? I want, I want to address, go back and readdress what Chief said in my rebuttal. Uh, I want to make sure I'm crystal clear on what he said because I was responding to the question that you asked about how do we go well, how do we deal with what's left. And I was saying that, you no, know, the people don't know. We give them numbers, but they don't know how we did it. That's what I was meaning, Chief. I didn't mean that we don't know. I don't think you guys know what you're doing, but the people don't necessarily know what we did and what we done. That's why we're here having these conversations. So we want to explain and be crystal clear on what we did and how to re, you know, how to continue on with that work. Because if we don't know what we did, how can we continue? And we don't, we don't, we don't want to make the same mistakes twice. So I think sure. that uh, as far as, no, what was the question again? Well, my question <laughs> was, was well, you have people, you have activists like Mama Shu, who everybody knows so well. Okay. She's such a, a distinguished, she's lost more than one child to violence in Detroit, right. yet she still lives in the city of Detroit. There are people in different neighborhoods who perhaps feel disenfranchised and perhaps are looking at this chief going, Chief, what about us? What do you tell them? Every neighborhood matters. It's not about downtown, it's the whole town. And our 12-point plan addresses that in every community that we have. We've got our walk a mile Wednesday. Some people laugh at that, but that puts me in a walking meeting with our community. We've got our... Uh, what sir, comes out of that, by the way? What comes out of that is you, you hear from the community. They get to, to talk to the police chief. They get to address problems with me. Uh, we've, we've got our uh, served and protect program. Officers must walk the neighborhoods and get to know the neighborhood that they're going to protect. Uh, we're very visible. We're very transparent. You got 125 more cops coming out. 125 more That's great. That's right. Go ahead. We have about 20 seconds left. Yeah, we've been out here putting, saying, man up guns down for years. When we did the 12 point program this summer and that downtown Greektown balance, it was our collaborative effort with his 12 point program without no beef zone that got the message out. So we didn't have to hide that many arrests. There was no more students behind that. There was no more big fights and craziness behind that. Credit goes not only to the brave men and women in blue, but community members as well. Build those bridges. You're right. Those bridges are important, Pastor. Yeah. We're going to talk about that when we come back. Also, with some final thoughts. And our own Charlie is taking Let It Rip on the Road. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So, whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So, download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The chief says crime's going down. Do you believe it? No. I'll be honest with you. I mean, there was a lot of gangs out here. They got rid of them. I haven't been hearing nothing about people murders, people getting shot, gang banging. Do you feel safe when you work in Detroit? I do. I do. I can't go out to the store at night and buy me no cigarettes. I cannot talk about the whole city of Detroit, but just on the southwest side, it's very safe out here. I just woke up the other morning, woke up, and they took all my tires off my car. What would it take to bring crime down even more in Detroit? I cook for a living. <laughs> you know, <laughs> to bring crime down even more, I got, you got to go downtown and talk to them and see what they have to tell you. <laughs> Do we put too many reports on the news about crime? Well, you just report what's happening. So, <laughs> the biggest crime in Detroit is what the Cowboys did to the Lions. We got robbed, robbed. 
Had they been robbed in Detroit, then the DPD could be on it. But unfortunately, it happened in Dallas, out of your jurisdiction. Uh, all joking aside, Chief White, moving forward, how do we move forward to maintain this and to get get back, get even better? You use the data. You continue to deploy smartly. Uh, you put cops in areas where you've got problems. Uh, you support this community. You continue to community engage and understand the importance of this community and community trust. 20 seconds left. Go ahead. Yes, I want to encourage our mayor to continue on with the efforts to make sure we have all the correct funding so that the chief can do his job, that the, and they also empower the activists with the shot spotter stopper programs. I want to also actually continue to, do, to uh, build these bridges so that we can continue to make these relationships. I want to salute Detroit for being better and for taking the advice and not doing it. And Lions, let's win, let's win Lions and let's win Detroit. I hear you, my man. Pastor Mo, <laughs> good to see you. Chief White, always Thank good you. to see you. Thank you. Thank Charlie, you. as always, that does it for this edition of Let It Rip.